As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new addition, filling positions Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version I'm never gonna give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up You're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM Your home for community radio Good morning everyone, good morning And good morning to you Melissa Light Trail Singleton Is it Singleton Light Trail or Light Trail Singleton? How many names you have Miss Melissa? <laughs> it's Melissa Latrell Singleton Latrell's my middle name <laughs> Melissa Latrell Singleton is with us, and we're we're going to talk about some topics that you might think are familiar, but they're they're endemic. It's part of the Adam and Eve story. How do we manage life? How do we manage businesses? How do you manage yourself? Uh, this is something a topic that that is not we can't talk about enough, but also can uh, be focused on on finding solutions and harmony. So Melissa is going to share with us kind of how she pursues her harmony. In terms of being a parent, being a business owner. And I want to jump right in, Melissa, in terms of uh, yesterday to share with people the, the event that you had, because that kind of illustrates in my mind how you're bringing people together, how you're promoting, promoting your business, selling your business, but also sharing your business and sharing the opportunity. So many people, I'm not talking about Mark Zuckerberg and others, but like to, like to go for a monopoly, but you are show, showing people what you're doing and how others can do it. So it's the situation where, from your perspective, the, the, the pie is it expands, right. and it's not just your piece, but it, but you're you're a baker, you're baking and sharing for folks. So so share with us a little bit about what what's cooked yes what was cooking yesterday, and then we'll get into some some additional topics. Awesome, thank you, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yes, on uh, yesterday I was um I launched a, or I did a first notary meet and greet for Connecticut notaries. Um, I attended one a few months ago, maybe a month ago, and only three people showed up. And um, being a notary um, for myself, I know it was a lonely, you know, it was kind of lonely because I didn't have anybody to, you know, go to for questions. Um, I couldn't really, you know, seek anybody for any type of help. Um, I've reached out to numerous people, but I was declined multiple times. So I pretty much just um, learned as I go type of process and I educated myself along the way. Um, so I decided to do and host a notary meet and greet for Connecticut notaries, whether they were wanted to be a notary or wanted to decide to become a notary, or if they were already notaries and they needed a connection of other notaries to network with. Um, so I just pretty much try to bring everybody together. Um, and I think the event was a great event. I had um, up to 10 people that showed up, which was, I think, is excellent for my first event. Um, and we networked, we shared other businesses that we did outside of notary work so that we can build a network of people that are support within the community as well. Um, so it was an exciting event and I was, I'm still, you know, in awe about it. So I'm, I've been up all night. <laughs> well, no, it's absolutely. And, and stay, stay on that high. I mean, we don't, we don't, sometimes we don't need, we, the external stimulation to cause a high doesn't have to be a pharmaceutical, it can just be an emotion or an event. So that's, that's the key. I mean, that's what, that's what communing is all about. And uh, again, you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show, Melissa Lytrell Singleton is here with us. We're going to talk about, again, starting a business, time management, parenting, even social media and, and parenting, building legacy and uh, building a business and juggling life. But but Melissa, share with us because I'm still 
uh, as you know, I'm a little over 16, so I'm still celebrating my, six, my sweet 16 birthday times 10. But uh, no, the, the, the notary, why? I'm, I'm just amazed at the that the need for a notary. So, so share with some of our listeners why why that's so important in terms of our really the world's business structure and and the business opportunity. Um, there's a ton of business opportunities. Um, and why a notary? I decided to become a notary in 2026. I was actually working um, at the VA hospital because I was employed there before my retirement in 2022. And um, I initially started to become a notary so that I can help assist the elderly and the seniors um, because they weren't able to come out. And once I started to really look into the notary world, I realized how broad it was mm. and how lucrative it was. And um, I did not realize how much or how many actually black notaries are out there um, because I thought I was by myself until I um, was able to connect with a notary group of over 10,000 black notaries across the world mm. on Facebook. Um, so it was exciting to know that I wasn't alone. Um, and I just wanted to share the notary experiences that I went through um, and then to open that market up to other people to let them know, you know, that a notary is a thing, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like, I didn't know notary was a thing. Uh -huh. so, so notary is a thing and notary is a business um, and you can build it up to be a successful business. Um, you know, if you do it right, but notaries are very important because we make sure that documents are um, legitimate documents. Um, we're not attorneys, but um, you do have to pay for our signatures <laughs> in a sense. And, and give it, give it just one or two or three examples of some of the documents you're involved with. Because again, people just, they take for granted until they they apply, they want something, they're applying for something. Their right. lawyer says, you know what, you got to get this notarized. They say, what? Like, what what's that mean? <laughs> yep. So the um, typical type of documents that I also notarize are power of attorneys. Um, I work with attorneys that deal with estates. I also do loan, no loan closing documents as a notary, even though for New Haven or Connecticut, you it's an attorney state. So you do have to have an attorney. But when I network with different attorneys outside of the state, they have a lot of clients that are in our state. So I end up closing on a lot of documents in the state, um, you know, for closes for out of the state house, um, closing documents. I also do like DMV documents. So there's DMV documents that may be notarized. There are school documents that might need to be notarized. Mm -hmm. um, you know, affidavits, oaths. Um, sometimes someone may need a witness for documents. I also serve as a witness as well. So those are almost like typical do documents that I do witness is like your regular standard documents, DMV documents, um, power of attorneys, and just general notary work. Um, when someone says, oh, I didn't know that this needs to be notarized. Now Indeed. I have to find a notary. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I get, um, you know, a lot of clientele from um, from Siri, you know, on mm -hmm. the Apple phone and then from Google. So a lot of people find me through those pretty much platforms. And, you know, how else can people find you? I mean, let's, let's jump right in. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm, uh, you can find me on Facebook. I am on Facebook, um, Melissa Latrell on Facebook, um, Instagram, on Tik because I'm on TikTok as well. Um, I try to stretch out my platform as much as possible so that I can try to touch as many people as possible. Um, so my TikTok name is D-T-H-E-E, -E, Melissa Luttrell. And on Facebook and Instagram, I also have unique mobile notary services. So I have platforms across and, Facebook, and Instagram, and TikTok, and LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, oh, excellent. And we're going to talk more about 
so, social media and parenting as well. Uh, but but can people email you as well? Yes, I can be emailed. Um, my email address is Melissa Luttrell. It's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-L-Y-T-R-E-L-L-E at UniqueMobileNotaryServices.com. Okay. And uh, uh, cell phone? Cell phone yeah. number, mm-hmm. yeah, is 203-540-9635. Again, 203-540-9635. And my website is www.uniquemobilenotaryservices.com. Excellent, excellent. And, you know, typically for my show, Melissa, you see me around town and we've been doing the show for six, seven years. And normally I don't put my put my put my guest on blast. But you did you say that you you, you retired? <laughs> yeah, you're too you're too young to, to have been <laughs> retired. Now, I'm not sure what that but I'm not going to I'm just saying it, that just doesn't seem to be plausible. But if you, <laughs> but if you say you are, uh, I, have, I have to accept it. Uh, let, let's jump into parenting because I was intrigued when we were talking talked earlier about the the kind of connection between parenting and business and and life. And it just occurred to me, Melissa, that even if you even if you're just if you don't have a business, you're still in the business of working with with your family, with your friends, with your network. So businesses, people, people typically think that's kind of earn money. But I think in terms of the attitude and the action, we're all involved with, with the businesses, the business of your family, business of your, your, your church, business of your school. It's just the interaction with people. But, but, let's, so, but, but specifically, you're, you're, cause you have two children. Yes, 19 and 15. So, so, so let's just jump in about why that, that's an, that juggling act, as they say. And I'm, I'm really intrigued because, again, people have probably heard parent discussions or PTA meetings, but it's a constant, it, it, to me, it's a constant evolving relationship, but, 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 but share with us. Um, it's challenging. <laughs> um, it's challenging. It's a learning process. Um, it's, a, it's a learning process. Every day is different. Every day is new. Um, and it's hard. I can't, you know, I can't sit here and say that it, it's easy. Um, you know, everybody goes, go through things and I go through things, um, just as much as anybody else. I may not reflect it on the outside. Um, but I know inside that I fight, you know, I also have, um, issues that I fight as a parent as well. So it's really, very challenging. Um, and I just continue to just keep, keep getting up fighting, um, you know, every day, you know, to try to do what I can to be a better mother, sister, family member, friend, Mm -hmm. um, as much as possible. But raising children um, in this day and age is extremely hard and challenging. um, But I get up every day and do the best that I possibly can. Share, again, we're not going to put your children on blast, but (laughs) share with us some of the themes. Is it more around money or or going to school, or attention, or respect, or um, what are some of the general themes that you that, that kind of challenge you? Well, I think challenges for me um, growing up with, or having children, growing up with children, actually, because we're all growing up together, um, is social media, honestly, I have to say. Um, you know, you're, as a parent for me, um, it's fighting against raising, raising my child or my children with social media involved um, because the, you know, the children for me nowadays, they're more focused around what goes on in social media, um, you know, what the popularity is around social media. 
or just, um, you know, clinging to certain things that, you know, go against your morals and respect of how you were raised. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I know everybody has to go through their own trials and tribulations, but as a parent, it's kind of hard to see that you have to make that hard decision to kind of let your child um, face their own realities in a mm -hmm. sense, um, which is hard. That's pretty much one of the hardest things that I've had to encounter as a parent. Um, and still trying to deal with and juggle life is um, knowing that I raised my child as best as I possibly can. But then there comes a point where um, they have to really dig deep into the learning process of how they were raised and use that instead mm -hmm. of taking the decisions and the thoughts of the environment and those around them and social media. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that, you know, the outside thoughts feed into, you know, feed into children, mm -hmm. so they accept the negative um, from other people because it's what's allowed, um, but they know that their limitations dealing directly with the parent. And that's me personally speaking with my life and my situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, I, and I appreciate your trans, transparency and, and authenticity. I've seen you in some events. So sometimes you've had some of your children with you. Do you have to drag them sometimes or sometimes do they, they come along willingly or? Um, well, now that they're older, um, sometimes they'll come willingly. Um, but, you know, most of the time it's, you know, you can come or you don't have to come. Um, but, you know, it's just good to my whole thing is bringing my children is just to have them in a different environment. Um, and that's my whole key is to bring them into atmospheres that are not their norm so that they can see things from a different perspective and get to be able to have their own thought process of what they are not used to so that they can, you know, kind of harpen on that. Mm. Hmm. To talk, to, and we're going to talk more about the business as well. And we have about 11, we have another 40 or so minutes. Uh, talk to me about the, I mean, I, I saw you last, I think it was over this weekend at the, at the Black Expo. Yes. Why was that an important event for you to attend? Um, it was important because I know what the Black Expo was when I was growing up. Um, mm -hmm. And being younger and having a black expo and now being older and having children and seeing the black expo i think it was very important um because the main word was black <laughs> so <laughs> you know that was the most positive uh, word in that is black expo so just being able to bring that back and you know bringing the children around that so that they can see what we used to have um and what they're working on to try to grow and just to see black excellence, um, to see the possibilities, to see the barriers, um, to know that there are people that have probably went through similar situations, you know, that they're going through or that they may go through and know that they, no matter what, you just can't give up because you, you know, you were able to be around in a month um, black excellence that have, you know, occurred trials and tribulations, but they did find a way to fight through um, to be able to build the legacy and create the legacy that they wanted to have for them and their families. So it's just to be able to bring them around Black greatness um, and people that are doing things that look like them, um, you know, to show them that you can do it and you are, you know, you're, you have the possibilities in you to create mm -hmm. whatever lifestyle you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tremendous. Let's jump back to, to yesterday because I want to continue to kind of and stood the stoke and, and increase that 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 memory that memory that you have did the ladies mention uh or whoever was there did they mention any anything stand out in your mind in terms of issues they were dealing with or what what what, what even attracted them to come yesterday 
Um, uh, well, I know there were a few ladies there that were, um, that were not notaries. Um, and they were coming for information. They was coming mm -hmm. for, for knowledge to find out what can I do as a notary? Um, you know, is it just notary? Is it, you know, do we just stamp and that's it? Um, no, there's like a ton of different services that can be offered. Um, I wanted to share and introduce them to other ways that they can make money, um, which is an added service or a concierge or hospitality service as a notary. Um, everything that I've been doing and everything that I've learned as a notary, I wanted to bring that to them. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to just share and give them everything that I know um, and create a platform for them because there's things that within the notary business um, that people are charging hundreds of dollars for. Um, and, you know, I pay for some of it, but I want to bring that to them because I don't want them to have to pay for that information mm -hmm. because it, it's just something that's not worth to me, it's just not worth the hundreds mm -hmm. of dollars. You know, mm -hmm. information to me should be shared. Um, I know you have to pay for it. You know, after a while, people want to pay for their time. And I understand that board. But for now, I'm giving out whatever I can for absolutely, as long as I can for free, um, in order to just grow the network the best way that we can. And what I really like, and I really appreciate your sharing that, you also held it at a, at a restaurant. So, I mean, you brought business to, to, to another establishment. So it wasn't just uh, you're written a hall or, but it's part of that share, your sharing motif. Right, right. I was looking for um, a ton of locations, honestly, um, because again, this is my very first event. And, um, you know, I would have loved to be able to support um, a Black business in regards to having that space. But unfortunately, the way that the finances is set up, um, and, you know, I understand that, you know, rates are rates, but the cost was just extremely too high um, for me to even dish out for a short amount of time. Um, so that was my first time. Um, well, I went to that restaurant for the first time this year, um, actually a, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother took me out on, to lunch. So oh, good. I went to lunch there um, and the food was absolutely amazing. Um, so I ended up going back by myself <laughs> and then mm -hmm. I spoke to the manager and he was okay with me hosting the event there, um, you know, for that day. And it did bring information, you know, bring clientele to him. Um, you know, we shared all of his, you know, his business. I took pictures with him as well. Um, and yeah, we just kind of went from there. So it kind of built a network around my relationship with him. Um, and then my relationship with the restaurant, because he opened the door for me to be able to come back and do other events there also. Um, and it just introduced the women, um, you know, to other places that, you know, they can go to eat and other women as mm -hmm. well. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. I really was up all night. I didn't go to bed until like five o'clock this morning. <laughs> well, and thanks, thanks for, for at least <laughs> And I, you can go to you, in 20 more minutes, you can take another nap, depending, <laughs> depending on your clients. Talk to me a little bit of my list because I want people to obviously they're getting to know you and your business and your passion. But I want to mention the name Joe Great. Joe <laughs> Great. And your involvement there, because I think it illustrates that whether it's your notary business or you're being a, a, a parent of integrity or just in concern about the community, um, you've been, uh, you've been investing some of yourself in a variety of ways. So, so Joe Gray, tell us about that. <laughs> Joe Gray, I love him. Miss <laughs> um, Peggy, I love them both. Um, just to share a little bit, growing up, I grew up in New Orleans, and um, 
and I used to go to Didi's dance studio um, when it was on Golf Street near the mm-hmm. firehouse. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was a long time ago. Um, and Joe Great's um, gas station, you know, has always been there and it's been a pillar. Um, and just growing up in that environment, it, you know, it's it did something to me, um, you know, throughout life to remember what I was around, which was nothing but Black everything and that was amazing to me um and joe greet was he was just a great community community person he was always involved um you know he didn't take any fluff and he was straight to the point um you know he's done a lot for the community even jumping double dutch when i jumped double dutch he still paid for you know, pay for things for us to go to these tournaments and our uniforms which was very helpful um, so I've always remembered him and I remember what he meant to me growing mm. up. Um, and that to me, that was powerful going in his, you know, his store and being little. I couldn't even look over, you know, over the counter to get the candy. But I knew I was going in there to get my candy or playing the arcade and having having him kick me out around eight o'clock, you know, because it's time mm. to go home and I wasn't far from home. Um, so those times were good. And I remember that. And then seeing that location just empty you know it just tore me apart um but I wanted to honor him um you know while he was alive and you know you give people their flowers while they're here Mm -hmm. um as for me I have a heart for people um and I when I if if I have love for you I have love for you um I'm pretty much somebody that once you have me in your corner you have me in your corner until you show me otherwise that I don't need to stand behind you any longer Mm. um and for Joe Gray, I felt like it was, you know, it was well needed um, because he's been a part of this city um, in this state for a very long time. Um, being one of the first black owned gas stations owner in the United States mm. um, during that time um, and knowing that and learning that was powerful, you know, knowing his history and learning his history from growing up on a plantation was extremely powerful Mm. um, to me. So I wanted to honor him by, you know, naming that street behind him because I think that that, that's his corner. Yeah, the Joe Joe, Joe Drake's corner. Yeah, that's his corner and he deserved to be named, that corner deserved to be named after him because, um, you know, if you were in New Haven, you know that that corner was the corner, um, especially around Freddie Fixer time. So, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Crate's corner was a powerful, um, you know, historic establishment for the black community during that time. And I wanted to make sure that I um, I paid homage to him for that. And we've been, um, I've been inseparable from them, you know, since then. So good, good, they can't get good, rid of me. Good, good. <laughs> and, and tell us about some of the struggles that you had to kind of make the, the Joe Great's quarter kind of the, the, the manifest it for it to come into being. Um, wow. I didn't, you know what? I didn't have too many struggles. Um, I really can't say because it was all my, the help of the community. Um, Everyone knew the, knew who Joe Great was. Yes. So just getting the support from the community, it was nothing. Um, it was just me pretty much doing the footwork, um, you know, being able to go to different black establishments that were out during that time when the Stetson Library was across the street, um, being able to put petitions there and having people come out and sign and then being able to put, you know, come bring um, Joe Great and Miss Peggy out, you know, at the old location and sit the stand up, you know, that had the stand out 
you know, everybody thought we were selling um, barbecue, but we were, we was really just getting the position <laughs> signed. Um, and you had, but you had to go down to City Hall. You had to yep, I had to go down to City Hall. Um, it was a process. So just going down to City Hall to get the application, knowing that I need um, 200 and I think it was either 250 or 300 signatures. I had well over that. Um, and then submitting the the fee for that. And, um, you know, I, I made sure that I took care and handled all of that because, you know, I just didn't want him to handle anything um, when it came to that. I wanted him to just be able to enjoy the moment um, of your life, um, of what you accomplished and um, what he was and what he meant. Um, and then to bring people around that, you know, that probably just didn't know where he was or, you know, mm -hmm. whether he was mm -hmm. still around. So to be able to celebrate him, um, it made me feel good, um, you know, because really for me, it's all about me putting myself in a position where I can be a blessing to other people and help other people. Cause that's, you know, that's really my end goal is to be able to be a blessing to others so that I can reap the benefits of my good karma. And I know, I know folks are glued to the, to their phone or their computer or uh, or, or listening on the radio to what we're what we're talking about, but just in case if someone just is tuned in, how do they? How can the folks kind of reach out to you and contact you and find out more about your 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 business? Yes, um, you can reach me on all social media platforms: Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Melissa Latrell on all platforms or Unique Mobile Notary Services. My website is www uniquemobilenotaryservices.com. My phone number is 203-540-9635. And my email address is Melissa Luttrell, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-L-Y-T-R-E-L-L-E -L -L -E at uniquemobilenotaryservices.com. Um, yeah, and I will be doing more notary meet and greets. Um, that's the nice. first of many. Indeed. Um, I'm looking to host them every single month um, because the goal is to grow a strong notary um, network base so that we can start learning together, growing together, and so that they have people that they can depend on as well. Um, because again, I know it's a lonely process mm -hmm. and I made sure that I um, you know, made, made myself available for everyone that was in the room whenever they have questions because I know at times you do have questions because it is a different, you know, it's a different arena for people. So I yes. want to make sure that they have somebody that they can depend on. Well, just just on that note, share with us a little bit about the. We always hear about what are the, what are the necessary qualifications or criteria. To share a little bit about that. Can, I mean, there's there certain you have to be over. I think twenty one. I guess. Um, actually, it's eighteen and up. So eighteen, stop it. Eighteen and up. Um, to be a notary. Um, I believe it's eighteen and up. I have to double check, but I think it's eighteen. Um, you no criminal record. Um, there's an application process that you have to complete, which you can pull that off of the Secretary of State. Um, you read through it, you fill it out. There's a there's a um, a form in there that has to be signed in your own signature, um, because again, as a notary, your signature is worth money. Um, so you know that's the most important thing is knowing that your signature is definitely is valuable in this um, industry, and. Um, you have to submit the application back and then you wait for, you know, wait for things to come back and then you kind of grow from there um, as a notary because then there's other, you know, there's other things that you can do. But the first process is really just going through the Secretary of State, getting the application, submitting all your money orders, um, 
doing a test and waiting for it to come back so that you can be sworn in and get your supplies and kind of get started. And is the test is the test like an hour test or is it online? Do you have to take it? Do you have to study it in terms of the preparation for it? Is, no it preparation. Is, it, is it a difficult test? Like, is, can, no, can you give me the like, answers? No, yeah, no. The, the, the answers are actually in the book. It's an open book test. So okay. there's no possible reason for anybody at all to fail. Um, the answers are in the book. Um, you just go through it, answer it, write stuff down. Um, yeah, just follow right. it all the way through. So it's a really simple process. And it's a business that you can really start. Um, well, probably, I want to say at least under under a thousand dollars or under five hundred dollars and if you don't have the money which i had shared yesterday um for if they didn't have the funds to pay for it there's other things that you can do to build your income up so that you can mm. come up with the money to pay mm -hmm. for your notary license um and you don't need a license it's 18 and up um you just need a car, need a cell phone or a camera, um, and just the ability to rewrite and answer some questions and upload documents. So I've shared other things that they can do yeah. to build income before they're able to become a notary or to create the income that they need to pay for what they need to become a notary. And that's something that I shared also with them. Mm, tremendous, tremendous. Let's jump for a little bit to the time management. You hear this term time, time and time again. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of my own personal time management. For me, it's try to get up. <laughs> but see, if I, that's, that's my first goal each day. That, that's my first goal. And if I brush my teeth, that's step number two. But talk, talk about time management a little bit in, from your um, perspective. Challenging. Time management is very, very, very challenging. Time management is hard um, because you don't know what goes to what's going to happen throughout the day. Um, no day is the same. Um, I can plan out for the day, but it doesn't necessarily go the way that I always plan it to go. Um, so I just try to write things down of things that I want to do for mm -hmm. the day or things that I want to accomplish. Um, if I don't, I'll move it over to the next day um, and try to work it that way. I'm actually in the process of trying to structure my time to give my businesses a certain amount of hours each day hmm. um, so that I can tackle each thing for each business and then have a cutoff time. Because mm -hmm. I, at this point um, with where I'm trying to go in life, I don't have a cutoff time. So that's why I'm always, I'm up late at night into the mornings and then I'm sleeping for you know a few hours to nap and then I'm right back up and I'm doing the process all over again. Um, so it's it's challenging, um, but I know it's doable, but it's, you know, it's, it's just trying to find some type of structure um, in your busy life and doing mm -hmm. the best that you can with that. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you don't mind, I want to, uh, again, this is a live show. So if, if I if I pose a question and you prefer not to answer it, that, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. But but exercise, I've noticed that from time to time you've been, in terms of your, your regimen, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is exercise important to you? Yes, exercise is very important. Um, I may not do it every single day, um, but yes, exercise is very important. Um, when I bring my son to to his bus stop in the morning, which is like six something in the morning, um, as soon as I drop him off, instead of rushing back home to try to jump back in the bed, I'll go straight to the gym. Um, hmm. Depending on the day, I'll go to the track. Um, health is important for me um, because, you know, there's a lot of lives that are being lost. Mm. Um, 
And there's a lot of health issues that our community deal with that we don't want to address. Um, and health is something that our community don't really take, you know, they don't take that important, you know, until you lose a life or something that probably could have been um, event prevented. Mm-hmm. By just taking simple measures of just, you know, walking, you know, a few days, if you, you know, walking for a little bit, a couple blocks here and there, or just doing something that deals with your health. Um, I take my health very seriously um, because I lost my mother from cancer when I was 19. Hmm. Um, and I've lost a ton of family members um, from cancer. Um, so I try to make sure that I stay on top of my health as much as possible. Um, and I just try to eat right. And, you know, I just try to do the best as I, the best thing that I can, because I only have one life and one body. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to take care of this body so the body can take care of me. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Or do you have any, when you go to the gym, do you have any favorite exercises that you do there or just a variety? Nope, just a variety of everything. I try to touch on as much stuff as possible to build everything up. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still... Unfortunately, I'm still working on 15 year old body fat, Um, you know, <laughs> so I'm just trying to tone up the things that's kind of like, you know, sitting there. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, 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 let that, we'll let that sit, but we won't, we won't, we won't further discuss that, but, but no, I really appreciate your sharing that. So, so important is, although it's this last uh, day in, 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 in October, the Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but certainly all the types of cancers. I've done some shows on prostate and right. other cancers. So health is health is truly wealth when you hear people say that phrase, yeah. your health is, is your wealth. So I really appreciate your, your, your sharing that. Uh, we have about 20, 20, 15 or so minutes. So again, if something comes, comes across your mind, mind, spirit, or soul to kind of share, uh, kind of jump in. I'm, I'm, I was fascinated as you were talking. I'm kind of I was kind of imagining when you've gone to some of the schools for from parent teacher conferences. As you were talking, I'm trying to imagine if, if an issue came up and how you've addressed some of your some of the teachers or administrators on on issues pertaining to parent. Again, I'm not asking you to share to share any teachers or schools in particular, but what would be some, would be some of your advice to the parents? Because I'm 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 told that that parent-teacher conference or going for the report card day, you know, sometimes it, you want, it, it, it can get, it can get stri- stress can kind of come in, come into play. There's friction and conflict can sometimes erupt. I just wondered if you had any advice for parents in terms of parent-teacher conferences. Um, stay involved. Uh, stay involved, you know, keep the communication open with teachers as much as possible. One thing that I've always done, um, is keep the communication open uh, with all teachers across the board from the time, from the first school that my daughter went to from pre-K all the way on, the whole school knew who I was. Um, mm. Because when it comes to school, I mean, whatever you, I don't care about, you know, sports is great, but when it comes to school and education, um, I'm gonna stay on top of you. Um, and mm. I'm gonna be the parent that's in your face, um, sitting next to you when the homework needs to be done. Um, and I'm going to make you read after school is out. And that's one thing that I've done as a parent. Um, mm-hmm. My kids dislike me for that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure that they're grateful for it now. Yes. Um, but every day after school, they read. Um, I had them read a half, at least a half hour every single day. It doesn't matter what type of book it was. We went to libraries. Um, we stayed in Barnes and Nobles because um, I'm a reader. Um, I have a whole bookshelf 
you know, behind me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm a reader and, um, knowledge is power. Um, knowledge can really bring you to, um, it can bring you to places that you never dreamed of. Mm -hmm. Um, so my thing is to, you know, stay in touch with the teachers and keep the communication open. Um, you know, reach out to them, you know, stay on top of their grades. If you see their grades dropping, I email teachers. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I see my, my son and my daughter had a zero. Um, was it something that they did or that they missed or something that they didn't understand? You know, I try to t- touch base with the teacher before the child. Um, mm-hmm. because I know sometimes the story that I get from the child might be a little bit different <laughs> than I get from the teacher. Mm. So I try to make sure that I touch base with the adult first. And then if I have to bring everybody together so that we can address it, um, then I do it that way. But as far as with education and school, um, I'm always involved. I stay, I try to stay involved as much as possible with the teachers and keep my number email always handy because I want to make sure that um, that they're not alone. Um, you might have my child for these few hours, um, but I'm still, I still have, you still have my support as the parent mm-hmm. um, when need be. So I try to make sure that the communication is key when it comes to parenting and when it comes to, you know, to the teachers. Excellent. Excellent. Let me, let me, let me and I, I realize I'm jumping around a little bit. So you, you have, you have uh, freedom to kind of, kind of in, interrupt me as well, <laughs> but, but you're involved with the, with an initiative among the, the seven or eight things you've mentioned already. You're, you're also involved with uh, the, these two co-conspirators by the name of Sean uh, on deck Reeves and Maurice Williams. Uh, what's cooking with with that economic initiative that you're involved with? Um, amazing things. Um, great networking. Um, trying to recreate and rebuild what our community looks like to us. Um, and that's the power of what that organization is working on is collectively tapping into everything that our community is being deprived of or neglected in um, is bringing all of that under one umbrella so that we can be the resource for the community, the resource for um, Blacks, the resource for building up Black wealth, for trying to connect the dots and how we can be able to um, tackle um, the racist discrimination and things that are happening um, around and amongst us. Um, I know we recently had a meeting and something was said by, um, I hope I can share this, Um, (laughs) but it was something said that was very powerful for me um, that Howard K. Hill mentioned. Mm -hmm. And he said that, um, you know, how Blacks are, you know, they're really in a special place at this moment, um, but just to have an eye opener on that as well, um, because it's still a way to have leverage over what we can do and how we can move, even mm-hmm. though that they're opening up a platform for Black this and Black that and minority this and minority that, it still gives them um, a string in a sense to have over us um so it made me open my eyes of realizing that black wealth is really the the complete detachment of having that help um it's just being able to kind of really do it on our own so that we don't have to worry about how we run certain things because we're still attached to whoever provided or gave it to us mm-hmm. so that was that was a real powerful statement it opened my eye eyes a little bit more um 
on, you know, how I really want to work my business and do things differently. But then I know also as a, you know, a first time entrepreneur, um, a small business owner, um, capital is our strongest um, setback. Um, so I know that some of us might need that capital. Um, mm -hmm. But I know mm -hmm. that for me, I want to be able to use the capital and pay the capital, pay the capital back so that I know that I set myself up enough to where I don't no longer need the capital to where I no longer have that attachment to them. Like I want to be able to utilize the money in a way to where it builds me up to pay them back. And so I no longer need them. And then mm -hmm. I can be able to use my funds because it'll be all my funds and be able to grow better as a black business owner. Absolutely. The, the financial independence, as you as you reference, and, and Howard has mentioned that many times publicly and privately about the importance of, oh, this, this independence as well as collaboration as well, and not to be overly dependent. So it, it, it's, it's a continual, continual issue. No, no question about that. Uh, I'm, I'm also uh, an, an admirer of, your, of yours, Melissa, in the sense of the, you've mentioned 10 things you're involved with already, but let's go to the 11th. You're also, as many people know, I was recently uh, elected as alder here in Ward 28. Uh, and although I majored in political science uh, at Bucknell, I've been interested in politics from an observer standpoint, but now I'm I'm up in the mix, as they say. But you're also a commissioner. I am, yes. And and people, I, I'm going to be posting and sharing with the various commissioner vacancies because you have the legislative structure in terms of the mayor, you have the alder people, but you also, but the commissioners also, that's a very important part of our, our government structure. So tell us a little bit about your, your, your recently becoming a commissioner. Yes, um, I recently became a commissioner um, in the Equal Opportunity um, Commissioner. And that is definitely, it's a new arena, but I'm excited about it. Um, and I've always been one of those people that said, I, I just do not like politics. Um, how I got into politics is, knowing that we needed to be in politics mm. um, and knowing how important we are in politics. Um, you know, as you stated, there are a ton of seats available in the commissions uh, within the city of New Haven that we need to be involved in because our voice matters. Um, and until we realize that, then the things that are going on in this city will continue to go on because we're not sitting in the positions to have a voice or we're not showing up to the meetings to speak on things that are being done and things that are being um, set in place without our knowledge or without, um, you know, without our voice or concerns mm -hmm. or issues. And that's what made me want to sit in and be a commissioner on any on any of them, um, you know, to be able to bring my insight and my community into the seats of, you know, what's being said in these top, you know, these top meetings, you know, that they think that we really shouldn't be a part of, um, you know, it's, it, it amazes me because, you know, I go into these meetings and a lot of times I'm almost kind of prejudged, um, mm -hmm, you know, in mm -hmm. a sense, you know, because they don't know what to expect, yes. you know, looking at me. So I'm always, I'm, I'm always prejudged, you know, with looking at me because no one expects, you know, they just don't expect me to have the knowledge that I may have or the intellect, um, you know, so it, you know, I love it because, you know, I like to keep people in mystery. So, you know, you, you think what you want until, you know, until I open my mouth, um, and let you know who I really am. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we'll, we'll be doing another show in a six months to find out the, who the new the new Melissa is. And, <laughs> yeah, but but you you mentioned earlier on, and I think it was so so cogent and and appropriate about uh, to if not succeed, but but at least to thrive. You get you evolve, you emerge. So it's a continual process, and you've you've mentioned that. I really really appreciate you sharing that. We have about seven more minutes. So I, again, what's what's on your heart, mind, and soul as we've kind of talked for the last 40 or, 40 or 45 minutes? What kind um, of comes, comes to your mind? Just excitement. Um, just being blessed and being honored. Um, I'm, I'm just grateful. You know, I'm grateful for life. Um, I'm just grateful for life in itself. Um, you know, there's so much that's going on around us. There's so much that everybody's dealing with. There's so much that this pandemic has taught us, um, has brought upon us, um, has educated us on. Um, there's a lot of lives that are being lost, um, you know, but there's a lot of lives that need to be saved as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's just being in a position to find a way to be able to help and provide the help um, wherever I see fit. Um, you know, I try not to, I, I just don't, I don't like the acts for stuff. You know, I don't like to depend on people. Um, you know, I don't like to, you know, feel like I'm a burden. I, I like to just do do the things that I want to do. I don't want to feel like somebody's instructing me to do what, what they want me to do. I want to do what my heart is set out to do. Mm -hmm. um, and my heart is set out, you know, to be there for people as much as I can um, and to continue to fight for my family, um, you know, fight for the protection over my family, to fight for the growth over my family, uh, my legacy, um, and just grow um, and just build, you know, continue to build on what I started um, and meet new people and, you know, just be me, I guess. <laughs> well, on, on, on that note, or do you have any visions of uh, kind of any spinoff businesses or related auxiliary services in addition to, to the notary? Um, yes. Um, I mean, my sweatshirt is a little old. Um, but yeah, this, I have a t-shirt business that I launched, um, in February. Um, so I have a t-shirt business. The website is www.resilient-legacy.com. Um, and I started the t-shirt business, um, going through, um, a bunch of things in life, um, and just wanting to build something that I can do with my family, um, and to be able to offer something that I can be able to give to others in a sense. Um, so my goal really behind the T's, not just a regular T-shirt business. Um, I wanted to be able to use one T-shirt to um, benefit or help other people. And that's mm -hmm. what I've been doing, you know, with my T-shirt business. And I'll, I'm actually in the process of launching three new colors um, ah. as well for the T-shirt business. But they're they're purposely um, mm -hmm. so I'm launching them for purpose. Um, so it's not just my, it's not just a t-shirt business for me, you know, resilient legacy is resilient legacy for all. Um, so it's for, it's about really just creating legacy and being able to create, um, a residual income for individuals or organizations, um, or people just from one t-shirt. And is resilient legacy, is that the affirmation? Is that the, this, the affirmation on this shirt? Because it seems um, to me you, you the resilient legacy is that's the actually the teach the business yes, name. Yes. Um yep, the resilient name. legacy is my t-shirt business name. Um and it's you know, it's the one that goes through and that fights through all the trials and tribulations Perfect. of life. 
um, to conquer and to be able to continue to strive for the success of their legacy. Um, and really that's what resilient legacy is. Um, and everybody's a resilient legacy in my eyes because everyone's fighting for a purpose. They're fighting for their family. You know, they're fighting to leave something great behind, you know, mm. that mm. can be cherished by the generations. And that's that's my goal. And, and you mentioned, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, you were recently honored for at the bereavement care. Is that, is that correct? Do I, is yes, is that, I, okay? I was. Right. I was so, recently, um, um, I give a huge shout out to Bereed McCare, Nakia Dawson, um, I love you, um, to be honored for the uh, 2022 Community Service Award, um, which was amazing. It was unexpected. <laughs> and I was completely honored for that as well, because I was able to um, assist with the signage change for um Miss for Reverend McClan as well. So I assisted with that signage change also. See, so yes, so, so your 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 people are recognizing your recognizing your your efforts and your passion. Uh, Harry, we have about uh, two more minutes. I'm going to give Melissa the last word, and we'll, it's really been a pleasure to kind of chat with you. Uh, share with people again, Melissa, how they can contact you, find out what's cooking, uh, uh, yes. be in Thank touch, the support. Thank you. First, thank you again, Tom. Um, you are amazing. Um, and I thank you for everything that you do. I thank you for our relationship that we've built over the years. Um, and I honor you. So thank you. Thank you for the entire radio um, show. Again, my name is Melissa Latrell Singleton. I'm a mobile notary public. Um, I have a t-shirt business. I am a mother first. Mm. Um, and I am growing, a, I'm in the process of also growing a real estate business, a real estate business. Ah. Um, but you, I can be reached on all social media platforms at Melissa Luttrell um, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn, I'm Melissa L. Singleton. On um, You can also reach me at Unique Mobile Notary Services on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok, I'm D-T-H-E-E, Melissa Luttrell. Harry, that, that, that's a wrap, Melissa. We're going to have you back. We're going to have you back. Really just so, so good to see you. Get, Thank get, your, you. get your rest and just keep, 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 keep hope alive and keep passionate. I will. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate All right. you. All right, there. See you soon. All right. Have a good day. All right. Cause I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'm going to roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition. This new edition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment, you stressing, but you're going to be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working. Open curtains. Haters swerving because they ain't ready for your final version. Whoa. I'm never going to give up, give up. Fall down. I just got to get up, get up. Hey. Cause this is my run, less camera action, I'm ready to go.